Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Loads of energy. It's the summer. It's episode three. (laughs) Ready, set, go. Hello, this is the Faith in Kids podcast. I'm Ed. This is episode three. You're on holiday. We're on holiday. Jam, welcome to the party. Thank you very much. I'll just pick up a drink here. And uh, the sausages on the barbecue, I think they're sizzling away. Uh, It's very exciting. Episode three, here we go. This is the Who Am I series. We are asking the question, who am I? And we're just piling on the answers. Were you here for the first episode when we discovered that I am made? I'm precious. The second episode, I belong. I'm loving others. I am a friend to others. And here we are, episode three. Jam, let's get going. Ask us a question. We want to talk. Here's the question. When did you last get hurt? To the point where you cried. Now... Children are an advantage here because they cry more easily than adults. Yes. Um, and dads, when they hurt themselves to the point of crying, tend to say words they shouldn't <laughs> rather than cry. The worst one is when you just get up and you stub your toe against a chair and it's just like, oh, it's just that sudden sudden pain in the body and it makes you feel like crying. Ed, can you think of one? I'm strangely tall. When I hit my head, it feels like the whole world should end. It hurts so much. <laughs> When I like yeah. walk into a door or lift my head up into something that's open and hanging there. And I usually want to blame someone. So I've learned okay. to say nothing, hold my head and curl up in a ball. Yes. And I've just remembered I had an ear infection quite recently and I described it as like, it feels like someone's clamped my head into a vice. Ooh. It was really not very pleasant. Anyway, I look forward to hearing what your stories are. You could email them to us, but why don't you chat about them first? Here we go.
Okay, you can have those traumatic conversations again later, but we're going to keep moving. Ed, what's next? Well, we're looking at what hurts today because we're discovering that we are living in a hurting world and it's not always our fault. Sometimes we just hurt. Can we please, Jam, look at some fun facts to cheer us up, even if they're fun facts about sad things? Oh, they're not sad things. They're fun facts about fun things. They're fun facts about woodpeckers and armadillos. Uh, And the reason for that is, think about it, Ed. If you're a woodpecker and you bashed your head against a tree all day long, it would hurt, right? Oh, totally. So why doesn't it hurt woodpeckers? Why don't they get hurt when they peck wood? Because they'd really love to peck that wood, don't they, Ed? Is it? Because they always eat chocolate shortly afterwards and chocolate makes most things feel better. It is not that. Uh, They don't go digging for chocolate in the trees. They're looking for little grubs. They have a special bone in their heads that acts a bit like a seatbelt for the skull. It's called a hyoid. We have one too, but it's a lot smaller and not as good. In their little tiny woodpecker heads, it wraps round all the way round the skull, back and over, almost to the eyes. And so every time the bird pecks, the, the, the sort of the brain is kept in a nice, delicate, protected state. So it's like an internal bike helmet. So it's like wearing a bike helmet, but on the inside. <laughs> and if you're listening to that, wondering what on earth Jam is talking about, it's fine. It's just amazing. And God makes animals so good that often scientists think, oh, we should try that. So they think that we could probably make better cycle helmets if we looked inside woodpeckers' heads. So there's a great one. And now... Armadillos, how do they not get hurt? Armour. The name armadillo comes from the Spanish, meaning little armoured one. So it means that they don't get hurt. They eat grubs and insects, small reptiles, and they have a keen sense of smell, but poor eyesight. Would that be a good thing in your house, Ed, that you can't see the mess, but smell things how would, no, it, would it be better no. the other way around i'm not sure no dog breath is the worst thing in the world particularly <laughs> when it's coming from a dog well i would imagine hopefully it is coming from a dog yeah but anyway yeah there are 20 species of little armored ones armadillos the smallest is found in central argentina and it's called the pink fairy armadillo and it's only six inches long and they have pink armor and feet and fluffy white fur The best name for an armadillo, Ed, also in South America, is called the Screaming Hairy Armadillo. Um, I bet you can't guess why. (laughs) The animal has long hair growing out from between its armoured scales, and when it's threatened, it screams loudly. Uh, So that's fun. And then finally, in America, in the USA, the most common armadillo is the nine-banded armadillo. That's probably what you're picturing uh, when you're picturing an armadillo. And here's the fun fact about that armadillo. It always gives birth to four identical quadruplets. So can you imagine, mums and dads, every time you have a baby, you don't just have one, you have four, and they're all identical. Do you think in the armadillo family, they call them things like Harry, Larry, Barry and Carrie? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, except they'd all be the same gender as well, I think. You'd have four boys or four girls, all identical. I don't think I can come up with four girls' names that rhyme so easily. Well, exactly. Maybe you can, in which case we'd love to hear your suggestions, podcasts at faithinkids.org, for your four armadillo names for boys and girls. We're all and if you don't know what an armadillo is, please will you just take a moment to look on a phone for a picture. I recommend the Screaming Hairy Armadillo. Because they really are just the loveliest animal. 
So those are all animals, both animals, which try to avoid getting hurt because we don't like being hurt. We don't like pain. If we had a hard shell, we might think that would help us, for instance, from banging our heads. But there is a whole heap of pain and hurt that we cannot stop because we live in a broken world. Sin and the effects of sin are everywhere. It's not always our fault. But the Lord has given us armadillos and woodpeckers to show that his blessings are still new every morning. So yeah, we're going to have a reading now. It's from John's Gospel and it's a very surprising story about Lazarus who's very sick, his sisters Mary and Martha. There's only two of them, not four of them. They're not identical quadruplets. And it's quite surprising what happens and who gets sad and how people are hurt. Our reading is from John 11. There was a man named Lazarus who was sick. He lived in the town of Bethany, where Mary and her sister Martha lived. Mary is the woman who later put perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. Mary's brother was Lazarus, the man who was now sick. So Mary and Martha sent someone to tell Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When Jesus heard this, he said, The sickness will not end in death. It is for the glory of God. This has happened to bring glory to the Son of God. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. But when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. Then Jesus said to his followers, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. Then Jesus said plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there so that you may believe. But let's go to him now. Martha heard that Jesus was coming, and she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you anything you ask. Your brother will rise and live again. I know that he will rise and live again in the resurrection on the last day. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will have life, even if he dies. And he who lives and believes in me, will never die. Martha, do you believe this? Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God. You are the one who was coming to the world. After Martha said this, she went back to her sister Mary. She talked to Mary alone. Martha said, The teacher is here and he is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to Jesus. The Jews were with Mary in the house comforting her. They saw Mary stand and leave quickly. They followed her, thinking that she was going to the tomb to cry there. But when Mary saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus saw that Mary was crying and that the Jews who came with her were crying too. Jesus felt very sad in his heart and was deeply troubled. He asked, Where did you bury him? Come and see, Lord. Jesus cried. So the Jews said, see how much he loved him. But some of them said, If Jesus healed the eyes of the blind man, why didn't he keep Lazarus from dying? Again, Jesus felt very sad in his heart. He came to the tomb. The tomb was a cave with a large stone covering the entrance. Jesus said, Move the stone away. But Lord, it has been four days since he died. There will be a bad smell. (laughs) Didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they moved the stone away from the entrance. 
Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I said these things because of the people here around me. I want them to believe that you sent me. Lazarus, come out! The dead man came out. His hands and feet were wrapped with pieces of cloth and he had a cloth around his face. Take the cloth off him and let him go. In our home in the last week, we have had tears. We have had tears of pain where play fights have got out of control and someone's got hurt. We've had tears of injustice where it just doesn't feel fair, where being sent to your room feels undeserved. We have had tears of misunderstanding, where no amount of talking seems to help, where there is shouting and anger but no one is listening. We have had tears of tiredness, where it is all just too much, where words are too difficult and tomorrow feels just like another problem that can't be fixed. Does my home have more tears in it than yours? It feels like we have a lot of tears. But Jesus cried, and that makes me feel better. Listen again to how it happened. But when Mary saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus saw that Mary was crying and that the Jews who came with her were crying too. Jesus felt very sad in his heart and was deeply troubled. He asked, Where did you bury him? Come and see, Lord. Jesus cried. Mary was crying because her brother Lazarus had died. Mary was completely broken. Her heart ached. I know what it's like to cry like her. Do you? When you can't stop the tears. Jesus knows what it's like. He cried. Remember? Jesus never made a mistake. He never got anything wrong. So if he cried, it's all right for you to cry and it's all right for me to cry. Jesus sees our tears and he knows what it's like to hurt. Jesus knew what was about to happen. He knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead and still he cried. We know one day Jesus will fix it all. We know he will raise the dead to life. We know that Christians go to be with him after they die. We know it all. But still we can cry. Like he did. Because we live in a hurting world and sometimes knowing him and trusting him still means it hurts. There are so many reasons to cry. The little boy who can't understand why his mum keeps crying. He thinks it must be his fault, but it's not. It's not his fault. It's just his mum is hurting. The little girl who cries every evening because she finds school so hard. And sometimes parents think that must be their fault because they're in charge. But it's not their fault. It's just the little girl is hurting. Because school can be really hard. Friendships can be hard to find. Work can be hard to do. Even running around the playground sometimes is too hard. I know a big brother who gets angry a lot, who punches things, who screams, and often just because he's finding it all too difficult. His little brother has had to learn not to hit back, 
because when something goes wrong, you can make it worse, not better. The little brother has learnt to walk away, to find a quieter place, to count to five, because his big brother is hurting, so he is hurting. Sometimes it is our fault. We'll look at that in episode five, but often it isn't. It's just we live in a world that hurts, that's broken, that's not how God made it to be. Sin breaks everything. We're hurting. It's normal. Jesus understands. So we could talk to Jesus. We can tell him how we feel. We can draw pictures of how we feel or what's happened. We can sit in silence and just whisper to him how we feel. Or we could read this story and tell him that we feel the same. And we know God is good. We know he's up to something. But what? Look for the light. Search for the friend through the tears. You can be a good friend even if no one wants to be your friend. Look for the care in the darkness. Who is stepping in to help? Look for the love in the sadness. Who is showing kindness through your tears? Look for the truth in the lies. What is still true even when no one is telling you the truth? And finally we can talk about it even when we don't have answers, even when we don't believe God can be there, even when we're scared of what will happen next, even when we're hurting, we can find someone to talk to. It's always good to talk and maybe even finish with a prayer together. I'm going to pray now. Dear Father, we are sad that your world is broken. We are so sad that sometimes we cry. And so often we hurt. We live in a hurting world. We are hurting. We thank you, Father, that Jesus cried. We thank you that he was hurting. He felt broken. Thank you that he understands. Thank you that one day he'll fix it. But for the moment, he gets it. And for the moment, you've placed people in our lives who want to talk who want to listen and who want to pray with us. Amen. Amen. So much to talk about and Ed's going to help you with Ed's Got Questions. Are you under five? What makes you cry? Fives to sevens? What made Jesus cry in the story? Eights to elevens? What part of your life hurts the most. Where do the tears normally happen? And then over 11s, when do you see hurt so bad that you wonder if God really does care? You can have a chat about that now, in which case press pause. But we're going to carry on and we're straight in with a sketch about that amazing story of Lazarus and his sisters and the Lord Jesus. Have a listen to this and see which is the weirdest bit of that story. Martha, Mary, just about to die. Odd business. In fact, what was the weirdest bit? Well, the most embarrassing bit was when Jesus told those blokes to move the stone and I said it would stink because our brother had been dead for four days. Yes, of all the things to worry about... I would have gone red if I wasn't already so red from all the crying. The angriest bit was when Jesus pitched up so late. I get the stuff happens. 
I've been there myself. Like the time I was held up by the worst donkey jam I've ever seen. Oh, when our cart broke down, we called out the rescue service by shouting from the nearest hill and the only wooden wheel they had didn't fit. Totally. But arriving a week late, when we'd called him to heal Lazarus. And then he arrives four days after he'd died. That made me mad. But what was the weirdest bit? Obviously the moment when Lazarus walked out of the tomb. He had been dead for four days. Yeah, although we all knew Jesus could do it. But actually seeing him raise Lazarus from the dead was amazing. But not weird. Yeah, and it's good that the grave clothes just came off or he'd have had to wiggle out of the tomb like a caterpillar. So what was the weirdest bit? I didn't notice at the time, but looking back, wasn't it weird that Jesus cried? Well, we were all crying. I was crying. You were in bits. The crowd were wailing. Yeah, but I didn't know Jesus cried. Usually he doesn't join in, does he? He knew he was going to raise Lazarus, but he still cried. Yeah, that was weird. Weird. Sorry. I've got to get on. So much to do. We're going to have a song now, and it is from our friends, Awesome Cutlery, of course, who else? And they've written a perfect song for this, God is Bigger. Sometimes life can get us down. Things that happen make us frown. Slip on a banana skin. Trip and fall into a bin. Sometimes we just wonder why. Things that happen make us cry. We get ill or hurt us. Tell each other God is bigger God is stronger Than anything that could ever go wrong God is faithful God is loving Working in us to make us like His Son Sad, wind us up and make us mad. Call us names or pull our hair. Laugh about our underwear. Sometimes we feel on our own. Things that happen make us grow. Nothing seems to go our way, but we can always tell each other. We can always tell each other. find out more about awesome cutlery with a link in the show notes we love receiving emails from you and we've got a cracker here from micah micah is from australia he is half korean and he lives in timor lest please look it up on a map it's amazing timor lest he is seven years old he loves cricket basketball and anything sporty jam is a man after your own heart absolutely cricket All right by me. He loved our fun facts about exploding trees in Australia. He's from Australia. How good is this? 
And he says, you asked us to encourage someone for being like Jesus in the last podcast about Peter. So he is encouraging us. Jam, this is for you and I. Thank you so much, Micah. I'm totally encouraged by that. We'd love to get your emails. Email us at podcast at faithinkids.org. Okay, I think we're done, Ed. We've still got more episodes to go. It's it's uphill from here, isn't it? Because uh, I Am Hurting is a bit of a low. <laughs> is it uphill or downhill that feels better, Jam? Oh, I don't know now. I've suddenly got a crisis of confidence. Uh, <laughs> Please come back for episode four when we'll be finding out that we have bodies. And whether that's uphill or downhill, only time will tell. Because when you go downhill, it's like you go out of control and suddenly it's like, whoa, oh, there's no brakes on this thing. Ah! But you never want to be at the bottom either when it's all low and sad. So and let's get pedalling. walk all the way to the top. Give us a week to think about this. And we'll get back to you. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Are you under five? What makes you cry? Fives to sevens. What made Jesus cry in the story? Eights to elevens. What part of your life hurts the most? Where do the tears normally happen? And then over 11s, when do you see hurt so bad that you wonder if God really does care? 